are crisis times in our lives that have driven many people to completely turn their backs on God. To those who witness such tragedy, help for the hurting seems utterly impossible. Sometimes people suffer because they have made very poor choices or because they have deep sin in their lives. But in the story I'm going to share with you today, a choice was made to give all to serve God to the ends of the earth. Yet it seemed to end in disaster and deep heartache. To see the hand of God that turned the worst of circumstances into the best of outcomes would take decades to complete. Today, I'm going to share the story of David and Zvea Flood, one of the most heartbreaking yet amazing and encouraging stories that you'll ever hear. America is struggling to come to terms with alleged injustice, mingled with the most outrageous corruption that we've ever seen in our lives. If we would ever learn how to cope with great hardship, today's testimony will show that sometimes great triumph with God can take a lifetime to come to pass, but it will surely come. The following story has been passed around lately on social media, and it deserves to be recorded today so that you can benefit from the trial of another lest it be in vain in someone's life. In 1921, David and Zvea Flood went with their two-year-old son from Sweden to the heart of Africa. It was in the Belgian Congo. This missionary couple met with the Ericsons, another young Scandinavian couple, and the four of them sought God for direction. In those days of devotion and sacrifice, they felt led of the Lord to set out from the main mission station to take the gospel to the village of Endalera, which is a very remote area, deep in the heart of Africa. This was a huge step of faith, and they were initially rebuffed by the chief who would not let them enter into his town for fear of alienating the local gods. The two couples decided to build their own mud huts half a mile up the slope. They prayed for a spiritual breakthrough, but there was none. Their only contact with the villagers was a young boy who was allowed to sell them chickens and eggs just twice a week. Zavea Flood was a tiny woman, only four foot eight inches tall, but she decided that if this was the only African she could talk to, she would try to lead the boy to Jesus and she succeeded. Meanwhile, malaria struck another of the little missionary band, and then another, and another, and in time the Ericsons decided they had had enough suffering and left to return to the central mission station. David and Zvea Flood remained near Andalera to carry on alone. But then Zvea found herself pregnant in the middle of this primitive wilderness, when the time came for her to give birth, the village chief softened enough to allow a midwife to help her, and a little girl was born, whom they named Ina. The delivery was exhausting. Zvea Flood was already weak from bouts of malaria, for the birthing process was just too much of a heavy blow for her stamina, and she died only seven days after Ina was born. Something snapped inside David Flood at that moment. He dug a crude grave, imagine that, buried his own wife with his own hands. This 27-year-old woman was gone. 
and then he went back down the mountain with his children to the mission station. Giving baby Ina to the Ericsons. He was furious. He says, I'm going back to Sweden. I've lost my wife, and I obviously can't take care of this baby. God has ruined my life. With that, he headed for the port, rejecting not only his calling, but turning his back on God. Within eight months, both the Ericsons were stricken with a mysterious malady and died within days of each other. Baby Ina was then turned over to another American missionary family who changed her Swedish name to Aggie. Eventually, they took her back to the United States at the age of three. This family loved Aggie, afraid that if they tried to return to Africa, some legal obstacle might separate her from them. They decided to stay in their home country and switch from missionary work to pastoral ministry. That's how Aggie grew up in South Dakota. As a young woman, she attended North Central Bible College in Minneapolis. There, she met and married Dewey Hurst. Years passed. The Hursts enjoyed a fruitful ministry. And Aggie gave birth first to a daughter and then a son. In time, her husband became president of a Christian college in the Seattle area, and Aggie was intrigued to find so much Scandinavian heritage out there. One day, she found a Swedish religious magazine in their mailbox. She had no idea who had sent it, and of course, she couldn't read the words, but as she turned the pages, a photo suddenly stopped her cold. There, in a primitive setting, was a grave with a white cross, and on the cross were the words, Zvea Flood. Aggie got in her car and drove straight to a college faculty member whom she knew could translate the article. What does it say? The teacher shared a summary of the story. It's about missionaries who went to Endalera, Africa, long ago. A baby was born, and the young mother died. One little African boy was led to Jesus before that happened. After the whites had all left, the boy, all grown up, finally persuaded the chief to let him build a school in the village. He gradually won all his students to Christ, and the children led their parents to him. Even the chief became a follower of Jesus, and today there are 600 believers in that village, all because of the sacrifice of David and Zvea Flood. Aggie was elated. For the Hearst 25th wedding anniversary, the college presented them with the gift of a vacation to Sweden. Aggie sought out her birth father. David Flood was an old man now. He had remarried, fathered four more children, and generally dissipated his life with alcohol. He had recently suffered a stroke, and still bitter, he had one rule in his family, that never will the name of God be mentioned. God took everything from me, he said. After an emotional reunion with her half-brothers and half-sister, Aggie brought up the subject of her longing to see her father, but they hesitated. You can talk to him, but he's very ill now. You need to know that whenever he hears the name of God, he flies into a rage. Aggie walked into the squalid apartment. It had liquor bottles strewn everywhere, and slowly she approached her 73-year-old father lying in a rumpled bed. Papa, 
she said tentatively. He turned and began to cry. Ina, I never meant to give you away. Oh, it's all right, Papa. And she gently took him in her arms. God took good care of me. Her father instantly stiffened, and his tears stopped. God forgot all of us. Our lives have been like this because of him. He turned his face back to the wall, and Aggie stroked his face and then continued undaunted. Papa, I've got a marvelous story to tell you. You didn't go to Africa in vain. Mama didn't die in vain. The little boy you won to the Lord grew up to win that whole village to Jesus. The one seed you planted in his heart kept growing and growing. Today there are 600 people serving the Lord because you are faithful to the call of God in your life. Papa, Jesus loves you. He has never hated you or abandoned us. The old father turned back to look into his daughter's eyes. His body relaxed. He slowly began to talk. And by the end of the afternoon, he had come back to the God he had resented for so many years. Over the next few days, father and daughter enjoyed warm moments together. And a few weeks after, Aggie and her husband returned to America. And David Flood died. A few years later, Aggie and her husband were attending an evangelism conference in London, England, when a report was given from Zaire, the superintendent of the National Church, representing some 110,000 baptized believers, spoke eloquently of the gospel spread in his nation. Aggie could not help going to ask him afterward if he had ever heard of David and Zvea Flood. Yes, madam, the man replied in French. Zvea Flood led me to Jesus Christ. I was the boy who brought food to your parents before you were born. In fact, to this day, your mother's grave and her memory are honored by all of us. He embraced Aggie for a long time, sobbing. You must come to Zaire. Your mother is the most famous and honored person in our history. When Aggie and her husband went to Endalera, they were welcomed by cheering throngs of villagers. Aggie even met the man who had been hired by her father to carry her down the mountain in a hammock-made cradle. Then the pastor escorted Aggie to see her mother's tomb with a white cross bearing her name. She knelt in the soil to pray and give thanks to God. Later that day, in the church... The boy turned pastor, read from John chapter 12. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Always remember, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. No matter how hard life gets, God will ultimately leave no stone unturned to bring about His eternal promises to us. He is far more just and merciful than we could ever imagine. Your patience will never be in vain.